Hola! Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and thanks for joining me this week. I'm going to ask you, do your dollars make sense? Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about good debt, bad debt, and leveraging OPM. So if y'all ever hear people talk about that acronym OPM, all it stands for is other people's money. How can we use other people's money to really build and expand our family empire? We'll get into that in today's episode. A few announcements before we hop into it. Um, Live events are always hot and heavy right now. Click on the link down below in the bio and check out the events that we got going on and we could be coming to your area. Free live events this year. So come out and come see me. All right, let's get into it. So what are the differences between good debts and bad debts? So I classify bad debts as something, money that I owe to other people and I'm using that money to not create me more wealth and more dollars. So for instance, like credit cards could be classified as bad debt. Um, Car notes could be classified as bad debt. Sometimes, you know, there are some little areas, right? We'll put little asterisks next to it. How about even like student loans sometimes could be classified as bad debts, right? Some of y'all I know got your degrees, you went out there to a four-year university and you're not using your degree right now. So you went out, spent money, got the education, but then maybe you're not using that degree or now you're working out in some other field that you found a passion for, which is okay, right? I mean, it's life, but you now owe money to somebody and you're not using that leverage debt to go and create you more wealth, more dollars, right? So good debt, all right? So good debts is something that we borrow money and dollars for to go create us more cash flow. So I think a lot about like um, HELOC loans, all right? So I'm very active in real estate. So like my mind first goes to like home equity lines of credit, you know, um, maybe even refinancing a property, right? You could refi a property that you could leverage that good debt, create the new mortgage note, take out the cash out and go do something with it. A whole life insurance policy, right? So I'm just kind of naming off a few. We'll dive into it here today. But those are certain avenues or ways that you could leverage other people's money to then go and put to work for you and, and expand your livelihood and your lifestyle. So... A question I get sometimes too, let's talk about HELOCs first, okay? So what is a HELOC? A HELOC is just a home equity line of credit. So for my folks around my age, I mean, if I wasn't in this world and I didn't have my father in the community that I had, I would have no idea what in the hell a HELOC is, right? So so what a HELOC is, it's it's using the cash or equity is what they call it inside of your house. So what you could do is, is that like, let's make believe that your house, okay, it gets appraised or the value of your house, let's make believe it's 300,000. And you go down to the bank and you say, hey, Mr. Banker, you know, I've been paying on this loan for some time, my mortgage loan. So I've built up some equity inside of this house. Could I put my house up for collateral with you and take out a loan from you and take out that equity, they'll sometimes do it, right? Now, 
When you're doing this, though, the banker's the one that's in control. I talk about that a lot, too. Who is in control of the transaction? So when we're going out and we're borrowing money, that person's in control because we are in debt to them. We're not in debt to ourselves. So I could go out and go get a home equity line of credit. And what I could now do with this money is I could go and put it into an investment. I personally like to do private lending, all right? So there's actually a site out there if you go to privatemoneyclub.com. It's Chris Noggle's site. Um, I I just am on it, okay, as a lender. I, I just practically go on there and, and do my deals on there. So this site, it's like a match.com between borrowers and lenders. So it's really, really cool um, bringing the community together because there's a whole bunch of people that have money and there's people that have deals and want money and want to create a working relationship. So it's a really cool uh, site. So that's a resource for y'all if you're looking to put your dollars to work somewhere. Um, So now... What I'll do is I will take out a home equity line of credit and then I will go find myself a borrower. I can take those dollars, go out there, go give it to the borrower. Let's make believe that they need money to go do a rehab on one of their houses. Okay, so all right, you need money for this rehab. You need 50,000. I will loan you 50,000. But for collateral, I'm gonna be taking the first position on this house because God forbid, if you do not pay me, I'm gonna come and foreclose on you just like a regular bank would, right? So so now we have that all set up. We got the legalities of it, all the promissory notes, blah, 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 et cetera. And actually, hey, Chris Noggle does have a really cool platform where if this is kind of something that you've never been exposed to before, he does have it on there where he's coaching people on how to finalize the deals, right? What are all the paperwork, dotting the I's and crossing the T's that need to happen to do like a private lending deal like this? He's got some resources out there, okay? Um, so, so I will take the first position on the house and here's your dollars now. There's your money. Go, go and do what you please with it. You're going to go put it, do whatever with it, right? Now, you are going to pay me those monthly checks, those monthly interests, whether it be interest only or principal and interest, right? I'm the banker. We can determine that when we're talking about the terms for the loan I'm going to give them, right? And then now when they are paying me back those monthly payments, I'm now putting my capital to work. So, so, when I am using other people's money, yes, big old asterisks, we got to be careful and disciplined with our dollars because it doesn't matter what's going on. If I take a loan from the bank, I got to pay them the monthly payment. But I know myself and I know how savvy I am with my dollars and my money. So what I can do is, okay, Mr. Banker, if you, let's okay, in today's rate, let's call it 7 8%, all right? HELOC loan. Let's say that I'm going to take this HELOC loan out let's call it 8%. So, okay, Mr. Banker, you're going to charge me 8%. Well, I got a borrower lined up over here that's willing to pay me 12% to use the cash. So do I care if that banker is going to charge me eight, if I can turn around and make 12? Not at all. Even if the times that we were in where HELOC loans, let's say it was 3% and I could make 12%, ooh, that was fun, right? But who cares? I mean, I'm still making the spread on my dollars and I'm still putting the money to work for me, right? 
Now, let's take it a step further. Let's put that HELOC money into a banking policy first. What happens then? So this is a question I get a lot of the times too. Hannah, can I put my home equity into a policy, funnel it through? Absolutely you can, that's what I would do. So let's go back to the banker. Banker's gonna give us a HELOC loan for 150,000. What I could do is I could take that 150, put a dump in into a policy. I don't have to stay committed to 150,000 each and every year. I can do a dump in into a policy year one, and then in year two and so on, I could drop down my premiums as low as even 15,000 a year. I always say like a 10 to one ratio. So here's just a little tidbit for my um, folks who have been kind of doing this for a little bit. Dump in to ongoing premiums. I just recommend no less than a 10 to one ratio. So like if you're gonna do like 150 as a dump in, 15,000 a year is what I would tell you is the minimum as those ongoing premiums. Um, like 100,000 dump in, 10,000 a year, 300,000 dump in, 30,000 a year, right? You get the math on that? So, if I, I, what I can do is I can take my 150,000 HELOC loan, do a dump in into a policy, then immediately turn right around and take out 90% of it. Cause dumping money, I mean, you got access to 90% of that cash right away. So I'll take out that nine, that 90% and now I'll go give it to the borrower. Borrower has my money. I'm making 12% over there and I'm making money inside of the policy when I funnel the cash through. Because remember, when you funnel your capital through the policy first, now starts that perpetual tailwind of the uninterrupted compounding that's happening on the cash inside of there as well. So now I'm making money in two places. I'm just essentially double dipping on my dollar. I'm making money one time inside the policy and I'm also making money over here in the private lending deal that I'm using. And I'm leveraging other people's money by doing it. So now what I'll do, all right, all right, so you caught up to speed now? And I mean, this is literally what I do in my life. So now what I do, my borrower is paying me back the monthly payments. With those monthly payments, what I'll do is I will then use that to pay for my monthly bills. You know, the mortgage bill, the phone bill, the grocery bill, taxes, etc. right? I will take that those dollars, pay for my monthly expenses. Now, this is why I always talk about don't just think about loans in the traditional sense where I got to pay it back. I got to pay it back with interest and I can't skip a beat in doing it. Or if I don't, I'm going to come and get penalized in some way. No, the policy loans do not operate in that sense. So all I do is money left over at the end of the month that I'm not using. I just send it back to the policy just to safely warehouse it, just to save back up, replenish that capital back inside of my banking system again. So some of y'all like to nickel and dime interest and all that stuff that is charged by the insurance company. Here's a question I get sometimes too, is you know, how do these loan repayments work? You know, how do these loan repayments work when I got to pay back the policy loans? Well, to be honest with you, 
Who cares if the insurance companies charge me 5% if I can turn around and make 12% on my dollars, right? I mean, that's just how my simple mind thinks and operates, but there is interest that's charged on the loans. So what I do is I just have the insurance company tell me at the end of the year what interest that I owe them. So when you have a banking policy, at the end of the year, you will get your annual statement in the mail and then you will see on there, all right, what is my loan outstanding? What is the interest that's charged on the loan? And then that interest portion, I will send them in money out of pocket and just pay them as cash for that interest that I'm owed to them for the policy loan. So I tell you to always, always, always pay back your interest annually and just pay it out of pocket and keep using your money. If you don't pay the loan interest on your policy loans, the insurance company will deduct it out of future cash value anyways. So just always pay the loan interest on your policy loans. I do it on an annual basis um, because loan interest is, an, is a simple annual charge, okay? So just have the insurance company tell you whatever you owe them at the end of the year. Now, I'm talking about this in the sense when I'm using my policies for investments, like my private lending deals. But if I'm going to be using my policy for something like a car my taxes, my vacations, things like that, I am going to structure loan repayments back to myself just as if I were to structure any other loan or get any loan from any other bank or other financial institute. So how I do this is I go to bankrate.com, bankrate, and they have their loan calculators on there. So all I do is I just go and plug in my numbers into the loan calculator. All right, this new Bronco is gonna cost me 75. The bank of Hannah Kessler charges herself 10% interest and Hannah wants to pay it back over the course of three years, right? You are your own banker. You determine all of those terms and things that you wanna set for your loans. So when I'm doing it for something like that, like a depreciating asset, I do structure those loan repayments and I do play that honest banker on that monthly basis. All right, bank rate, what should my monthly payment be? Okay, just take that. And then now I pay myself back into the policy for that new Bronco I'm about to go buy, right? So here's my feedback and advice. When you're incorporating using other people's money, it could be a home equity line, it could be a private lending deal, you get a loan from somebody that you know, a family member or an investor or something. You know, you just gotta be disciplined with your dollars, right? At the end of the day, they are the ones that are in control and if they're good bankers, good investors, they're gonna come in and make sure that they have some type of collateral up there on file with them that in the event you don't pay them, that pay them back, hey, I'm gonna come and take your silver and gold that you told me you're gonna put up for collateral, right? I mean, there was one time that we had to do that. I remember dad put us in the plane and we had to fly down to um, South Florida and there was a guy who dad gave a loan to for his house wasn't paying it so we had to go down there walk into the banks and he had to go and confiscate all of his gold and silver that that he promised dad if he wasn't going to pay him back okay so i mean things like this can happen there are risks when you are investing your dollars so i always say invest in things that you know like and understand and have a mentor you know having a mentor is always a good 
asset to you to always just bounce ideas off of. And here's something wise too. Learn from the mistakes of your mentors and from those other people, right? If you can really learn from those mistakes and avoid them, you're going to be a wise, wise man, all right? Now, a few resources I did want to give you. If you are like in a boatload of student loan debt, all right, Rachel Katz on our team, I would recommend reaching out to Rachel. I will put her email down below, but see what she can do for you. I mean, there are these government state-sponsored programs that you could be taking advantage of that you just may not know about to get out or get some relief of these student loans that you have. So I would just recommend just poke around, see what's out there. I mean, no harm to just check out. Um, also on home equity lines of credit, Joseph Kovacevic up in Buffalo, New York. He lives up there with uh, Chris Noggle in the same town. He is my go-to guy for all of my HELOC loans that I do. He's been doing it for about 13 years where literally what he does, so follow the diagram, he, he has his properties, he takes out a, a HELOC, HELOC money goes to policy, Policy money now goes to his investment properties. Investment properties now pay it back. They pay back the HELOC and then he rinse and repeats. HELOC back to policy, policy to investment properties. Investment properties pays off the HELOC, right? So so he's got a really cool uh, diagram. If you reach out to me too, I do have some past trainings recorded where Joseph was walking through some visual examples of how he was using some HELOCs to do all of this too. Um, and then for your infinite banking policies, hi, I'm here. If you wanna talk about this stuff, all right, you see our uh, presentation, it's on our website, themoneymultiplier.com. If you go up to the resources tab, you'll, you'll find the presentation there. So watch that just to understand the foundation knowledge of what is the infinite banking concept, how we're practicing it, what we got going on over here. So, so go research that stuff. And um, I recommend it, y'all. Seriously, start really leveraging your assets. In my mind, loans are assets to me. Loans are assets because if I can go put that money to work for me, go acquire it, sorry, go acquire a whole bunch of working capital, go put it to work for me, you've just expanded your whole entire financial life. So let's talk more offline. Um, Chris Noggle, he's my resource, my mentor for anything in the real estate world. Him and Steven Nagy, um, go check them out. You can reach out to me. I can get you in contact with them as well. So, okay. As always, it has been a pleasure. Thanks for chiming in to this week's episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. Um, rate the podcast, you know, tell me how things are going. If you have suggestions or topics, ideas that you would like me to discuss, maybe guests you want me to bring on to the show, I'm always open to it. And ask yourselves today, do my dollars make sense? And until next time, I'll see you then. Bye now.